Welcome to the Creation of Living podcast. I'm your host, Heather Nichols, and I'm delighted you're here. Join me for conversations and inspirations for creating way more in every area of your life and living. Hello and welcome everybody to the Creation of Living podcast. This time we're doing a little bit different um, of a conversation. This is a conversation that I had on Clubhouse this past week. Um, Clubhouse is a really fun app that has, um, it's all audio based. It's, it's audio conversations and people can have interactive conversations and um, different rooms and topics and really, it's been really fun to play with. And we did a talk, we did a room on Clubhouse on talking to your money. So um, the thing about Clubhouse is you don't actually get to, it doesn't record anything, it doesn't keep anything. Um, You're either there live and you catch it live and you get to interact or you're not and then it goes away. So we actually recorded this and wanted to share it with you. Um, both to just share this conversation in case you missed it and also invite you to come and play on Clubhouse. Um, It's different, it's new, it's fun, it's juicy, it's a cool place to meet new people and we hope to see you there. Enjoy this conversation. The very first book that I read in Access Consciousness is, um, it was called, um, it is called Money Isn't the Problem You Are. And I just I I was so when I saw that title I was like oh my gosh I mean that's quite true you know and we all blame money and we you know we don't like money or we want money or we think that money's not enough or you know everybody has such a a lot of people have very strange um relationships with money and but money in and of itself is it doesn't you know, it's not out to get you. It's not out to be not enough for you. It's not, you know, and, but people blame money and money, pro- like their money problems that they've made up in their head on so many things. And, um, but money actually has a consciousness and it actually desires to move and, um, and go where thing go where it's going to actually create greater and go where it can actually be used for, you know, creating a greater world. And what if you could actually use money to create a greater world? What if we could all use money to create a greater world? And when I heard this, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I was so grateful that somebody was actually speaking to something that I have always known and desired to see in the world Um, and, but nobody had ever really invited me to have that as my reality. And, um, and I, I just, it was like, uh, there's something that's been so cool for me about the, the, all of the conversations I've had in access consciousness over the years. Um, cause it, it has always been this invitation for just a tweak on to have a different perspective, a different point of view on something where I go, Oh wait, this is something I've always known. This is something that's always been true for me, but I didn't realize it because I don't see it in the world anywhere and nobody else is being it or doing it. 
Um, and, you know, we think we have to do things the way that the rest of the world does them. We think we have to, especially with money, it's like, I actually just came off of a, um, a meeting with a financial planner in the past two hours was meeting with this financial planner. And he said, you know, he was a great guy, but he was like, you know, I don't play with money. And I was like, oh, well, I do. <laughs> um, and so it like I realized once I started tapping into these conversations with money, it was like, oh, I'm actually really different with money, you know. And he was asking us like, okay, so, you know, he was looking at retirement. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to retire ever. Like, I'm never going to not have cash flow coming into my life, you know. I was like, when I retire is basically when I die because I love what I do. I wouldn't, I can't imagine not doing it. Um, but he was looking at, you know, so how much money do you guys need every month when you're retired? And I was, I gave him a number and he was like, well, that's a, that's a big number, you know? And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like money. I like to have it. I like to play with it. I like to create it, you know, and, and why not, you know? And I realized that the, one of these, the things that the conversations in access, um, consciousness have been for me is really helping me to see how differently I function with everything. And money is definitely one of those areas where it's like for a lot of us, it's not hugely significant, even though we make it significant, but it's not actually significant. Um, it's not something that a lot of people who are seekers don't, um, they don't actually care in a way um, about um, money as much as we think we're supposed to. It's like, because money in and of itself is just, it's just a thing. You know, you, it's like, what can you actually do with it? What can you actually create with it? And, um, but, you know, again, nobody is having those conversations. It's more like I have to stockpile it so that I can know that at some point when I don't have money coming in anymore, I will be safe. I will be secure. Um, money is used in this world as a means for security. And once you have enough of it, you're good. But that's not actually how most of us roll with it. And that's also not like for a lot of people, the greatest way to use money. Um, I would rather use my money to create a greater future for the earth and for all of us. And that might sound kind of pie in the sky, but you know, for me, I'm like, if, I mean, if the planet, if we aren't going to actually be able to survive on the planet, then money doesn't really matter. You know, if we don't have a planet that we can live harmoniously with and, and, we're at war with the earth and we're at war with each other and we're at war with our bodies. And, you know, then that's like, who needs, you're not going to really care about money at that point because we're not going to survive. Um, and so I'd rather actually use it to create a greater future and use it to create the kind of future and the kind of world that I would actually like to live in. And as I have played with that over time, it's like, there's just been such a different space for me of what I do with money, how I communicate with it, how I use it. It's not rational. It's not, um, it's not linear. It's, I don't do a lot of like the rules and regulations of how money is supposed to go, how it's supposed to be handled and used. And, you know, I, I really do actually talk to it and follow the energy with it. 
And there's a million money tools um, in Access Consciousness. Uh, if you haven't heard of the book or read it, Money Isn't the Problem You Are, I highly recommend it. It's a great, um, there's quite a few great money books. There's Right Riches for You is another one. There's the How to Become Money Workbook. Um, so lots of different things to check out um, in regards to money. Um, and, you know, so money has a consciousness of its own. And um, and your money, the, the money that is in your life also, like, it, you, you can actually talk to it and you can ask it where it would like to go and what it would like to be used for. And the money that is in your life is going to be different than the money that is in my life. Um, because the, the consciousness of money and your consciousness actually interact and you will have ideas of things that you can use your money for and how you can use your money to create more money and how you can use your money to create a change in the world and a different future for the planet. The ideas that you have will be very different than the ideas that I have. And this is the beauty of being in question with money and like using it, you know, like being curious, like, okay, so I have this money, you know, what, what could I do with it? Like, what could I, how could I use my money to create more money? How could I use my money to create a greater future? And being in the question of that. Um, and that is, if you're willing to have those conversations, so to speak, with money, with your money, and ask those questions and and then follow the energy, like make the choices that present themselves to you through whatever you would call it, your awareness, your intuition, just a gut feeling that you have, um, then you, there's so much that you can begin to create. Um, I look at, you know, years ago having, this is before I was really willing to make my own choices with money without consulting somebody else when I was in my 20s. My, my dad is, um, he's very wealthy and he's created a lot of money and he's, um, in his own way, you know, and it wouldn't be the way that I would do it. Um, but I always sort of deferred to him with my money, um, because, you know, I, I had decided that he was the, the genius in the family, um, in regards to money and he's, he's very good with it, but he's not me, you know, the way that my dad is with money is different than how I'll be with money. Um, and I, I remember a few different conversations that I had with him where I knew, I just knew, oh, I'd like to take this money from here and invest it here. Or I'd like to, like at one point I was, I had a lot of money in the stock market and I was like, it's time to sell it. Like it's time to sell all my stocks and buy real estate, you know? And my dad was like, no, no, you should leave it in the stock market, da, 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 all these reasons why. Well, a few um, months later was a massive downturn in the stock market and a massive upturn in the real estate market. <laughs> and so there were so many times in my life where I knew that I should do something with my money. Like I knew I should pull it out or move it or, you know, whatever. And I didn't listen to my intuition, my gut, my awareness. And I looked back and went, oh man, you know, um, but cryptocurrency, like I invested in cryptocurrency years ago, you know, I knew I had a sense that cryptocurrency was going to be something that would make a lot of money. And, um, I, I invested in a, a coin that actually ended up going, you know, belly up or whatever, but I did have a sense of, 
like the future that cryptocurrency was was going to have. Um, and these are all the places where we, you know, tend to ignore ourselves or we tend to, you know, we decide that we don't have enough, we don't know enough about it. Like for me, a lot of it was deferring to my dad and going, you know, well, he's the guy, he really knows what's going to work here. So I need to listen to him. Um, but anywhere in your life that you do that, you give up your knowing, you turn over your voice, you know, you turn over what's true for you and you're knowing to somebody else, somebody who is outside of you. And that will always create a diminishment in your life and what you can create. It will also create a diminishment in your money flows. Um, so what if you actually could start to trust you with money? What if you could start to trust money with you? What if you could start to trust that money is always actually going to be there? Um, that's one of the things that we don't tend to trust. And we, um, we, when we, when we don't trust that money is going to be there, we get really freaky about it. And we, we think we need to, you know, um, that hoard it and, you know, like amass tons of money. And, and it's like, but, but then there's sort of this lingering point of view that it's going to go away. And our point of view tends to create our reality. And so then oftentimes it does. Um, so what if you actually, what would it be like if you trusted that money had your back, money was always going to be there, however that is for you. And that, and you actually trusted you with money. And you trusted that what you know to do with money is unique to you. And um, this is, you know, it, this is a, one of those things that is, it's an ongoing adventure. You know, it's an ongoing choice and it's an ongoing exploration of what's possible with money that is really beyond anything that we've seen before, anything that anybody has told us. But it is such a huge part of what, you know, a, a huge part of this is what, you know, that is unique to you that nobody else knows. Heather, I have a question for you real mm -hmm. quick about yeah. something you said uh, that popped for me was the idea of managing your money, uh -huh. which is where oftentimes we allow or hire others to manage that for us. Mm -hmm. um, can you speak to the, the idea of Sure. Like sometimes we need a tax accountant or yeah. an investment person For sure. to help us manage that money. Yeah. Um, but how, how can we talk to our money that's being managed so that that relationship with it is there and is a contribution to us? Yeah. Oh, that's such a great question. Um, yeah. And, you know, one of the things I always say about these types of, you know, consultants and conversations is that. People, like anybody that you bring into your life to consult with you on anything like this, um, you want to, um, you like, infer they, they're basically, they're, what I see is that their role is to actually provide me with information that I don't have. And, um, and, you know, people that are really good at what they do, like accountants or like this financial planner that I just met with. Um, his, his, I see his role as he has a wealth of information that I don't have about finances and, um, and investing and, you know, sort of long-term financial planning and, and the legalities of it and all of that. 
He has a lot of information that I don't have, but what I have that he doesn't have is awareness. And I mean, he has awareness too, but I have my own awareness. And so his, for me, his purpose in my life is to be somebody who can provide me with information and then, and here's the key thing that people don't tend to do. People tend to not take in information and actually sort of run it through their awareness um, because different things are going to be true and different things are going to um, contribute to different people in different ways. And, and so for me, it, I will, it's like taking the information, but take it a step further and allow that information to give me awareness about what I can do, what I can choose, what's going to be the best you know, course for me or whatever. And I, so I, I, I never stop just with the information. I want to let it go through my awareness so that I can get a sense of what's true for me. And I would say I will only work with people who are willing, who actually desire that for me as well. Like they actually desire for me to be empowered to make the choices that are true for me you know, they're not, they're not there to tell me what to do. Okay, cool. That was, that very much clarified that for me. Thank you so much. And one of the other things you said, I was hoping you could clarify is, you know, this idea of having to save your money in order to stop working. Uh-huh. Is there, is there a value of, again, if we're talking to our money, does some of our money actually desire to be put aside for whatever? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you, this is where you, you want to get into conversation with it, you know, and yourself about what, what it is. Like one of the things that this guy did today on this financial planning meeting is he said, you know, let's look at your goals. Um, let's look at your, you know, kind of long-term goals for what you would like to be doing. And, um, there's a seaplane. I'm on a I'm on a lake, and there's a seaplane. <laughs> Those are my outdoor noises for you all. Um, and so so he was, you know, okay. So, uh, you know, are you planning on buying property, selling property? Do you have children that are going to go to college? Like these types of kind of future financial events that we plan for. Um, and you know, it was so when you start to, and this is where you know it's it's your life. It's it's your unique choices. So you, you do want to be looking at, okay, so what am I, what would I like to be creating into the future? Um, and what do I need to choose now to, um, nurture that, those futures, you know, and, and what can I be sort of planning for? And one of the tools that is my, probably my very favorite money tool in access consciousness is we call it the 10% account. So this is taking 10% of every dollar that comes into your world or Euro or whatever, you know, all the money that comes in, take 10% of it and put it away and put it into whether you keep it in cash or you convert it into gold or you put it into an investment, wherever you put it, make sure you put it somewhere where it's, if you are investing it, it is going to go up. And, you know, not all investments are for sure going to go up. Some of them are riskier than others, but this is where you also talk to your money and, and talk to, um, you know, look at what your, what, what works for you. 
But it's this amazing, and it's actually a very, very energetic tool. Um, because when you take 10% of all of your income and you put it away, you cannot help but start to have money. And, and you begin to accumulate wealth and you never spend it. And this is the thing, is for a lot of people, savings accounts, um, savings is, is something that is there so that you can spend it someday, you know, or so that you can have security against impending doom in the future, you know. Um, but for me, it's neither. It's, okay, it, the money that I accumulate as my 10% account, you can call it your having account, whatever you want to call it, the money that I accumulate, um, it, it, it begins to grow this energy of wealth in my life where I, you can't, I mean, you get to a certain point where you can't say that you don't have money because you do, you know, and, and no matter what happens with your cash flow, if you're consistently putting this money into an account or wherever you're putting it, like I have it, I have some of it in my house, I have some of it in jewelry, some of it in gold and silver, um, some of it in cash. And I, it's like, it just grows no matter what's going on with my money flows. That is the very, very, very first thing I do before I pay any bills, before I pay anything. I put this money in the 10% account and it becomes this energy that just, it's like this kind of, it gathers momentum and, um, and it changes your reality energetically with money so that you, you've got all this money, you've got all these different assets or however, however you, you know, wherever you, however you want to keep it, you have all of these different assets or, or wealth or cash or whatever. And you can never actually, it, it gets to a point where there's never an energy of lack again. And, and this is one of the most, I've seen this time and time again, if you want to increase your money flows, start putting 10% of all your income away and keeping it. So I actually thank you for that, Heather. That's one of my favorite tools of access. I am a huge fan of the How to Become Money and How to Become Advanced Money books mm -hmm. uh, that are access books. And, you know, the, the beauty of them is you can look at them, work on them, put them away, and then bring them out and do it again and have a whole different experience with money. Um, and that 10% account, it's, it is like it, it's... I, I see my money in that account as that's the money that talks to all my other money. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And that's awesome. Communicator. And it is, it's like, it's, um, it just wants to start creating more like little bunnies. It just wants yeah. to have more. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and it's so, it's so fun to be able to do that. Um, if it, I could take just a quick minute, Heather and reset the room. So for those of you who popped on, if you would like to hop up on stage and, and ask Heather a question and, or offer us something that you do with your money, that is a contribution to you and your money please let us know. We love hearing what other people are doing because we always want to be smarter and wiser by the end of the day. So just raise your hand and I'll <laughs> go ahead and let you up on stage. I'll go ahead and give the floor back to you now, Heather. Thank you. Oh, cool. Yeah, I would love to. Um, does anybody have any questions or any? Um, it's great to have conversations here. On, I love that about clubhouses where you can actually chat. So <laughs> does anybody... Have anything you want to say or ask? 
<laughs> I have a ton of questions. I can always ask. So okay. <laughs> until somebody until somebody else jumps up, I'll go ahead and keep going. Okay. When you're when you're looking at your money in in it, like how we posted it today was, you know, what if money was your lover, um, or it was your best friend that knew all of your secret desires? <laughs> Could we talk about the stuff of want versus need, and how how to know? When, you know, are we being greedy or are we wanting too much and what that does with money? Yeah. Great question. Um, well, that one of the reasons that people who are, you know, awake, who are seekers, who are, you know, constantly looking to create the world as a greater place and their lives as a greater place. Um, one of the things that actually, you know, a lot of people who would, you know, kind of fall in that camp, um, actually, uh, you know, tend to not desire, like outwardly desire money. They might desire it secretively, you know, um, because money is seen as such a bad thing in our world. You know, it, it really has gotten a very bad rap. And, um, and it, you know, if you are somebody who desires money, you're greedy, you know, and, and certainly you can look at, what a lot of the uber wealthy are doing, um, in the world. And it's not generative, you know, it's not, um, they're not using their money to create a greater future, to create a greater planet, to contribute to other people, you know? Um, so it, it, it has, it has kind of all been like lumped together as for a lot of people where, you know, money is, kind of a bad thing and you're really not supposed to want it and you're really not supposed to if you have it or you don't have it it's okay you know and and um you know you like you can't charge too much and all of this stuff you know if you're helping if you're in the helping profession you know you can't charge too much you know and um and so it it's been so that was a point of view that I had for a long time. It was like, well, I want to really make myself affordable for people and da, da, da. Um, and a lot of times we do that to prove that we don't need money. We don't want money. We don't lack money, you know. Um, but that is, um, it's such a, it's such a unkindness to ourselves. Um, money is just, again, if we look at the consciousness of money, it's just an energy you know, it's, it's not, it's not inherently bad at all. It's like, what do you do with it? What do you choose with it? What would you like to create with it? It's here to be used and to be created however we would like to use it and create it. Um, and so it, it, so when you, um, when you start to like, what if you could actually be kind to you with money? What would, what would it be like if you, chose to be kind to you with money and use your money as a source of like something that you could actually have kindness to yourself with, you know? And, and I would say this 10% account is one of the ways that we, we do that. We create this sense of honoring ourselves, um, with money rather than, you know, using it. A lot of people have used money, sort of to abuse themselves. And, um, and that's obviously not kind, you know? Um, so I don't know if I answered your question, <laughs> but that's what popped. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah, I guess when is, when is it okay to, 
uh, spend your money on something that in in this world would be considered like, well, what do you need that for? Oh gosh, I mean. Yeah. Well, when is it okay? I mean, you, you, you know, everybody has to sort of decide that for themselves. Um, but one of the things, another great tool, money tool is actually asking anything that you're going to spend money on. You ask, okay, if I buy you, will you make me money? And again, you're going with your intuition, your awareness, your gut feeling, whatever you want to call it. If I buy you, will you make me money? Like, will this choice to spend money on this thing, expand my life? Will it expand my future? Now you might buy some clothing. You're not going to turn around and sell it for more money. Um, you could, you know, but not, not, you know, it's unlikely. Um, whereas something like gold or an investment, you know, it could actually make you money. You could turn around and sell it for more. So sometimes it's that the thing will actually create more money for you. You can sell it and it will create more. And sometimes it's just, um, you know, it's just it, it, the energy of this thing will expand my life if I include it in my life, if I use my money to purchase this. And, um, and it's such an um, irrational way of dealing with money. <laughs> You know, it's, you're not in the computation. You're not going, can I afford this? What's going to happen? Am I get, you know, it's just simply, is this thing going to expand my life? You know, and I have spent money so many times on things that I knew would expand my life when I, you know, technically probably shouldn't quote unquote be spending money. Like I, you know, no, like my dad wouldn't approve. My financial planner wouldn't approve my partner wouldn't approve, you know, whatever it is, like somebody else wouldn't approve or somebody, you know, particularly who's functioning from more computation wouldn't approve. But I don't function from computation with money. I function from energy with it, you know, and I, and it's like, if I, if I make a choice for something to, um, you know, to, to purchase something, to use money for something, and I know it's going to expand my life, I will always see, like it always creates greater, always. And oftentimes I'll see my money flows go up right away. You know, it's, it's um, oftentimes like some random money will come into my world shortly after that or whatever. It's, so it's not a linear thing, but it's just the sense of like using your money to expand your life. And you know, you know if, you're, if you're willing to be in the question, you will know when something is going to expand your life, if you purchase it and something is not going to, and what if you, what if you were willing to be so different with money that you actually were willing to always choose those things that are going to expand your life, no matter what, because you know, that's where we were like, but I don't have the money, but I can't afford it. You know, but if something is going to expand your life and it's going to expand your money flows, why not? You know, why not choose it and let it, let it do what it's going to do. You know, it's, it's one of these ways that we get to just make our lives greater all the time. I love that. Uh, we have a few more people who've joined the room and if you would like to come on up on stage, feel free to raise your hand. I'm happy to uh, bring you up here and you can share with us what you know about how to create your life and money and more money and how you talk to it. 
And also, I'll take a minute here to just reset the room. If you are following uh, some people, then um, please go ahead and follow. If you like what you're hearing, follow Heather. Uh, you're welcome to follow me as well, and we'll follow you back, and we'll just create this energy of it looks like we have all ladies in the room. So, uh, you know, we can create a connection of, uh, of the network with just liking and following people as well, just in the uh, energy and the intention of what Clubhouse is designed for. Mm-hmm. Um, Heather, anything else that you'd like to, to what's popping for you with money and how to um, create more or? You know, I... I think the thing is, um, I'm, I've been thinking a lot about um, leadership, and I'm, I'm actually going to be doing a free Zoom call on Saturday um, and two days from now on being a leader in a changing world. And, um, and to me, it's a really juicy topic right now um, because, you know, obviously the world is dynamically changing every day. And it is um, becoming, you know, I mean, the economic markets, I mean, you know, the financial world is changing very, very dynamically every day. Um, And it's the it's the least predictable world that we've ever had, you know, and a lot of people are freaking out and a lot of people are actually enjoying it, you know, because a lot of us tend to actually be less predictable by our very nature. And we might've forgotten that, but maybe we're remembering that now. Um, But um, to me, one of the big aspects of being a leader is actually um, trusting yourself and knowing what you know and being willing to have a voice no matter what, like being willing to listen to your own inner guidance and act on it. And, And so, perhaps being a leader isn't about, um, you know, being out there on the front lines or being up on stage or being, you know, the leader of an organization or a CEO or a whatever, you know. Um, but perhaps being a leader is actually being willing to trust what you know so dynamically that you live from it. And yes, you can bring in other information from other people, Um, you can, you know, tap into, you know, others awareness and expertise. Absolutely. And I do that all the time. Um, it's one of the cool things about clubhouse, you know, as we get to do that here as well. Um, but always, as I said earlier, um, always like let it, everything that comes into your world, let it sort of pass through your own awareness. So you get to know what's true for you because what's true for you is not true for others necessarily. And what's true for others is not necessarily what's true for you. And now I think this is one of the greatest, um, one of the most needed conversations in the world right now, um, because there's so much projection of other people wanting, you know, what they've decided is true to be true for everybody. And if it's not true for you, then you're wrong, you know, and, and the world needs more than ever, a new style of leadership, a new brand of leadership, a new energy of leadership that isn't about now y'all follow me, but it's about willing our willingness to be who we are, to be ourselves, our willingness to be different, our willingness to know different things, our willingness to choose things that may not be adopted by the mainstream as a great idea or a smart thing to do or whatever. Um, but you know, an example with money is, um, Simone Millicis, who is, um, 
access consciousness facilitator and was the worldwide coordinator of access consciousness for a long time. She wrote the book, um, Getting Out of Debt Joyfully and the Joy of Business. And, um, and she actually was 200, no, $187,000 in debt. And, um, and she, the very first tool that she started using to change the debt was actually the 10% account that I just talked about where she took 10% of everything that came into her life and put it away. Now, you know, you're paying credit card, um, uh, you know, interest rates. Those are very high. Um, sometimes, you know, 10, 15, 18%, you know, and so how it doesn't make any sense to somebody who is functioning more from the rules and regulations of money in this reality, you know, to put 10% of your income into a savings account where you may, you may really not really be making interest, um, where you could be putting it toward this very high interest debt, like linearly and from the computation of that, it doesn't pay off. But she did, and, and whenever, um, she talks about this in her book, and she talks about this in a lot of interviews I've heard her do, when people say, okay, so how did you get out of debt, $187,000 of debt, pretty quickly, actually. And she, the first thing she always says is, I took 10% of everything that came in, and I put it away um, as an honoring of me, and it changed the energy, and basically she got out of debt, like, within a few months, um, she got out of like maybe half of the debt. And then like in a very short period of time, she was free of debt. And, um, and that to me is, is an example of what it is to be a leader in your own life with what, you know, to trust something that's really different that wouldn't be advisable by the experts, but to trust it, you know, and to listen to your awareness and know what you know and choose what's going to be true for you, even though somebody else might tell you that you're crazy. Um, but she did it, and she created this completely, like, beyond reality and very unexpected and unlikely result of getting out of almost $200,000 in debt in a very short period of time by using this tool that was all about changing the energy and, you know, if you know, if energy, you know, sort of is a conversation that speaks to you and, but uh, so many of us have chosen to ignore it because we're told, well, that's not actually, you know, that's lovely. It's a lovely idea. You know, it's very airy fairy, but there's so many different, I mean, this, you know, example is like an incredibly pragmatic, um, way of, um, of actually, changing things very, very quickly and very dynamically. And I've done this with my business and my income, you know, the 10% account and a bunch of other tools that I've used um, have, uh, you know, I exploded my, my business and my income over the years at, at, a, at a rate that is just unheard of. Um, but that's what it does when you follow the energy. And we have to be willing to be leaders in our own lives, um, to trust what it is that we know, because we know way, way, way more than the experts. You know way more than any experts know about what's true for you, what, what are the choices that are going to create greater for you financially and otherwise, and also the future that is available to us 
um, on the planet right now, we, we know something about that and it's time for us to step up and choose it with our money and, and with everything else. I love that, Heather. Thank you so much. Uh, we're actually coming up on towards the end of our 45 minutes here. Um, it, any, anything you want to wrap up with or should we just end it on that note? Um, <laughs> well, I would love to. Pretty good note to end it on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thank you guys all for being here, ladies, for being here. Um, um, and uh, I am doing this. It's a free Zoom, so it's interactive, which, you know, I clubhouses as well. But um, on um, Saturday morning in the in the U.S., um, June 26th, I believe is the date on Saturday. <laughs> Don't ever trust me when it comes to the date. Um, but in two days from now, um, at... Um, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Um, and it's called being a leader in a changing world and, um, free. So please, you know, if you're interested, come and join us. I'm not going to be selling anything. It's not one of those where, you know, then the next step is you buy something or whatever. It truly is just, I'd like to have this conversation because it really is time. Um, so please share it with your friends. If you have, you know, other people that you'd like to, to invite to come along. Um, the link for it is heathernichols.com slash leader. So very easy. You can find it on my website. Um, and we also, on Sunday, I'm starting a, a five-day series um, called Talking to Your Money. Um, that is a paid series. It's $50. Um, it's five days in a row, Sunday through Thursday, I guess, um, where we're going to be actually having a little conversation. It's on Facebook Live in a private Facebook group, there will be audio recordings as well. And we're going to have these, some really cool energetic conversations with our money, um, for five days. So it'll be like, you know, 15 minute quickies, um, once a day for five days, um, really playing more interactively with our money. <laughs> awesome. And if you did want to join in on Heather's, uh, free zoom, uh, if you just go ahead and follow her, you'll, that'll link you to her Instagram page. And I know that the um, invitation to that free Zoom is on your Insta page, Heather. Okay, cool. And the money the money one is, I don't remember what the link is, but if you go to my website, heathernichols.com, um, it's all there. Go on to the events or the classes page and everything's there. So Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. your time today. And thank you to those of you in the audience listening. And if you have any questions for us, feel free to ping us via Instagram or LinkedIn or uh, directly through the website email and um, we can answer those questions for you. Thank you so much. Thanks everybody. Thanks, Elena. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for the Creation of Living podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and leave me a review. If you would like more, you can find all kinds of resources and upcoming events at heathernichols.com. Until next time, remember, my beautiful friends, the world thrives when you do.